What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're talking about and asking if the Bulls front office would really be more open to trading Patrick Williams in a win-now move than what they previously were. We know there's all types of trade rumors going around with the Chicago Bulls, and this is one of the ones that came out kind of late yesterday that the Bulls are more open to trading Patrick Williams. Now, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it because I got thoughts on it. We'll also be getting into a draft pro player profile. This time, we're going to be covering Ochi Abaje, and this is a big shooting guard, 6'6", 215 pounds. We'll get into that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to the episode. Hey, thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you choose to be here with me. If you know where that's from, go ahead and holler at me down in the comments. Uh, but nonetheless, so with all the trade rumors coming out about like Rudy Gobert, uh, some of the things that the Bulls would be interested in doing, the question arose that, you know, or the, the statement came up that the Bears, I mean, the Bears, good Lord, the Bulls may be more open to trading Patrick Williams than what they previously were. Now, I personally do not believe this. Even looking at everything that, that's come out so far about the Rudy Gobert trade, to me, it just screams off-season content. Somebody screaming, I already said it. This all really started from an article from Kevin O'Connor in which he basically said, I heard from a guy who heard from a guy who heard from a guy that the Bulls may be interested in trading from Rudy Gobert. And then it's always interesting, at least for me, to watch how these type of rumors really just circulate right because it all starts off in something that's usually pretty honest as far as just a speculative piece and then you see other outlets pick it up take it and then it gets it's like a game of telephone it just keeps adding and adding and adding and now it's gotten to the point to where quote unquote the bulls are more open to trading patrick williams i just i don't believe it and that's not necessary there are absolutely players that i would be open to, to trading patrick williams with but as we know with this front office they are very hesitant to trade Patrick Williams and it and it very well may pay off I know some Bulls fans are frustrated by that absolutely some Bulls fans uh you know are frustrated by the fact that Patrick Williams isn't at the place that they thought he would be by now it, it, only in fucking going into year three at 20 years old but you know with that being said there are some Bulls fans that would that you don't want to see the Bulls capitalize off you know, still the high upside of Patrick Williams and, and through the view of only being 20 years old, he's younger. He's going to be younger. He's younger than many rookies I've covered here on the on doing draft profiles on. He's still younger than them. So, you know, the, some Bulls fans in the sense of winning now do want to see the Bulls be more open in trading Patrick Williams. Now, here's the thing that I think, right? And a AK is, is a highly intelligent front office. We know what he's done. Um, if a deal presented itself where it would put the Bulls for surefire in championship contention, I absolutely do think that they would consider trading Patrick Williams in a deal like that. But guess what? These deals that people, the, especially like how you guys go from wanting to trade Patrick Williams for Jeremy Grant, which does not get the Bulls any closer to a title. Rudy Gobert theoretically would get them slightly closer, but they're still not a, a championship contender when you look at what else they would have to give up. Having to give up Vooch, Kobe, an 18th pick, which could be a very solid pick and, and, and somebody who can contribute, especially looking at the at the prospects around the Bulls pick in this year's draft. And, all, and also, keep in mind, a player like Walker Kessler, while no, you would not compare Walker Kessler to, to what Rudy Gobert can do on, on both sides of the ball. But guess what? Rudy, I mean, uh, Walker Kessler brings almost better shot blocking ability. 
better offensive rebounding. Projectedly, he has to prove it in the NBA. Yes, he's not projected to be as much of a scorer or a finisher, but pick and roll game, stuff like that. So do I think that in a Rudy Gobert trade, the, the Bulls would, would include Patrick Williams? Hell no, I don't. Personally, I don't think that at all. Um, I don't think Rudy Gobert is the type of player that really gets the Bulls over the hump. He does bring a lot of what the Bulls were missing last season. I think sometimes we forget as Bulls fans or we think that, hey, if we can just bring in, give everything up. But if they're bringing in what we missed last season, guess what? We're now in champion. No, Rudy Gobert does not make the Bulls. He didn't make the Utah Jazz championship contenders. Now, granted, the Utah Jazz had their own limitations. I understand that this is a very different team and maybe he'd be used differently on this squad. But I just don't see Rudy Gobert coming into this team especially if you have to give up, even if you don't give up Patrick Williams, let's say you do throw in Alex Caruso in that deal, it has to be one of the other of them to make the contracts work, period. Rudy Gobert is set to make $38 million next season. Nikola Vucevic is 28. Kobe White's $7 million. That's $28 million. You need an additional $10 million. Uh, and uh, Alex Caruso's $9 million deal gets that. Um, Patrick Williams' $7.8 million, I think, gets you enough because it doesn't have to be exact. You have to be within a percentage it does get you there, but again, I don't think that that's going to get the Bulls close enough to championship contention, and I don't think that they can then go off and do enough in free agency, because keep in mind, bringing in another player, making a max-level contract right along with Zach Levine is not going to get us closer right away. So, you know, in my opinion, I don't think that they, that they move it in a move for Rudy Gobert now if it's something else presented itself. I've, I talked about Jokic before. That's not highly likely. I'm not going to go through a, a whole list of deals or, or, or players prospectively, but I do think that there is a scenario in which they may be more open to it, but it has to be something that guarantees the Bulls to be in championship contention right just by making that trade. But looking at the way that the, this front office holds Patrick Williams and, and, and sees his future, I just think that it would have to be something like that. But let me know down below what you guys think. You could agree. You could disagree. Um, but I want to hear off on you on this one. And A, let's 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 do this. Rather than just say, would you or would you not trade Patrick Williams in a win now deal, put in players that you would consider trading Patrick or including Patrick Williams in a deal for. I want to see that. And then maybe we'll break some of those down in the mailback episode this weekend. So there you go. That's your assignment for, for this episode. In the comments down below, let me know who are some of the players that you would be open to trading Patrick Williams for. Is it a Pascal Siakam? Is it an Anobi? Is it a Brandon Ingram? Is it a Jokic? Is it a uh, Aiton, a, a Carl Anthony Towns? Like, who are some of the players that you would be open to trading the trading Patrick Williams for? Let me know all that down below. But let's go ahead and get into our draft player profile for today. And we are co covering Ochi Abaji. And I had to really think and make my brain make sure that I don't mispronounce this man's name. Because listen, it's not really that difficult of a name to say, but reading it, he has he has a letter in there that's silent, and it kind of throws me off. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. But this is a shooting guard slash small forward coming out of Kansas, 6'6", 215 pounds, a 6'10", wingspan. Listen, one thing I'm going to say very early on, he's projected in some mocks to go as early as 8, between that like 8 and, and, and 13 range. But then there's some that have him falling like right before the Bulls pick, 16, 17. Really with this draft. It our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Really comes to, I think, how... Some of these NBA teams rate the players in the in the uh, G League Ignite because there are some of these players like a Blake Wesley that some mocks have being selected in the top 10. And there's some that have them selected being lower. And that's pushing some of these prospects it, theoretically into the Bulls range. Now, uh, Ochi uh, Abaje, I don't expect to be there when the Bulls pick. Now, the one thing that could make him be there with the Bulls pick is there are a lot of young players in this draft with huge upside. Ochi is a he stayed into his senior year. He's coming into the into the league as a 22-year-old player, and if players or teams, especially teams that are very far away from contention, rate potential and want a younger player right away, they could push somebody like a Oshi down near the Bulls level. Possibly not quite there, but near the Bulls level. Some of the comps for this player, Desmond Bain, Malik Beasley, some of his positives, he's an amazing shooter. He has very high efficiency with scoring the basketball, shooting the basketball. He is an elite-level athlete, and by, what I mean by that, 42-inch vertical was measured on a two-step vertical. That's huge. That is huge. That probably ranks up there with some of the higher, higher ones in the, in the draft combine history. Elite-level athlete, great three-point shooter, the ability to create for others. And in his senior year, he showed that he developed some of that clutch-type mentality. Now, again, he did not show that very much throughout his his collegiate career but in the senior year he stepped up he stepped up into that role of being the big man on campus so to say being that that senior being that that veteran leadership on that collegiate team and did develop a nice clutch ability in that again ability to put the ball on the floor not the greatest ability to put the ball on the floor but you have it he's and you know one of the things with him as well is that outside of that elite level athleticism he does bring in his ability to to, to score and shoot the basketball. That's going to be the thing that really brings him in. Now, he's not a three-level scorer. Keep in mind, I've been very uh, keen on three-level scores, but he can shoot out in range, shoot in mid-range. One of the one of the negatives on him is he does not attack the basket. And by by not attacking the basket, he doesn't get to the free throw line often. He only, in the senior year, only averaged 2.4, um, I mean, 2.4 free throws per game. So he does not do that very often. Um, he's only a 73% free throw shooter as well, which, yes, is still technically a high percentage, not when it comes to free throw shooting, though. That's more of a, a shooting percentage you'd want to see from a big man. So that's some of the issues with him. Um, great physical tools with his link, like, again, being 6'6", 16, 6'10", wingspan, um, but does, has not really been the best defender as of yet. Now, that is something that he could learn to use that link a little bit better on the NBA level and become a better defender. But the fact that he hasn't shown it at all in this collegiate career solidly is, is some cause for cause for concern there. Um, and while he did develop that clutch uh, player ability in his senior year, before his senior year, he did have some propensity to disappear in big games. So, again, is that is that ability show to be a clutch player now in the senior year? Is that something that's going to be consistent for him or go, going into the NBA? You know, as the game comes to him, is he going to regress back 
into disappearing in some games. We've already had, we had games from Iowa, games from other players where players on this team did not want to shoot the ball in, in crunch time. You know, he comes in, if he does that as well, that's just going to be keeping that going. So I wanted to point that out as well. And despite his size being 6'6", 6'10", now he is a guard though. He, does, he just hasn't rebounded the ball very well in his collegiate career either. So that may be some cause for concern there. But again, as a guard, how much are you really looking for your guards to rebound, especially on a team where we're going to have pretty solid rebounders, I think, most of the time we're out there on the floor. So, you know, those are some of the things with him. Just to go over his stats in his senior year, 18 points per game, 39 games played, 35 minutes played per, per game. He had a, four, a 47 overall field goal percentage. His three-point percentage, amazing. Three-point percentage at 40%, taking six and a half three-pointers per game. Free throw percentage, we already went over at 74% from free throw. Uh, rebounding, he averaged 5.1 rebounds per game in his um, in his senior year. 1.6 assists per game. That's that's a little bit concerning from a guard as well, but again, more of a scoring threat, so that makes sense. And almost a steal per game. In his collegiate career overall, all four seasons, he did average a steal per game. So again, while not the best on-ball defender, showing some activity on the defensive side of the ball, about a half a block per game as well in his career, and not very turnover prone. Um, he did in the senior year average two turnovers per game, but overall in his collegiate career, 1.7 turnovers per game, so not too bad there. So that's where we stand on Ochi Abaje. Now, again, this is a player that admittedly is probably not going to be there when the Bulls pick. Now, there is a chance. Like I said, moves could happen. Um, a player could shoot up that's in that G League Ignite or a younger player uh, could go. Like, really, these mocks drafts, as we're getting closer to the draft, they're starting to see more separation in how they see certain players moving. So he is a player that could possibly be maybe 15, 16 range if the Bulls do decide to move up. I don't know if he's a player, though, that the Bulls will try to move up and get. But again, as we're looking at this Bulls team, as they're trying to improve that bench, they need some scoring off the bench. Ochi Abaje would definitely be a player that could come in and considering coming off the bench could very well have some good scoring performances in that Chicago Bulls bench. Now, it will probably come along slowly over the course of the season, not necessarily a player who's going to come right in and just be scoring. He may. Again, 22-year-old player, played all four years in college. Those players come in a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more ready to go, and that may be, just maybe why he pushes down in that draft. Again, I don't think that that's highly likely. A lot of the prospects that I'm covering this whole week are going to be prospects that could fall to the Chicago Bulls. And I want to do, I, I, I covered some prospects the Bulls could reach to get. I covered a lot of prospects that the Bulls would, are projected to go in their range. And I wanted to start doing some of the prospects as well that could possibly fall to the Chicago Bulls. So you guys can be very aware. I know, hey, I try to be the place uh, that I can bring some of this uh, this college draft coverage to you guys who don't get to watch a lot of college basketball. So that's what I try to do here. But let me know what you think on Ochi as a player. If he were to fall to the Chicago Bulls, is he somebody that you would be interested in? I want to hear hear from you guys. Sound off down below. Again, thank you for tuning in to the show, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can also follow me personally at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a text and or voicemail to be played on our Saturday mailbags, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.